Trenton 365. With Josh Howard. Profiling the businesses, organizations, and people that make Trenton better. Hello, friend, and welcome to another edition of the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. Welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. You can follow us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter as well, at Trenton 365. If you're listening over WIMG 1300, you can also follow us over the website, WIMG1300.com. And just for you to know, WIMG is the oldest radio station in the state of New Jersey. And in addition to that, you're watching over WPHY, Channel 25, based out of Mercer County, New Jersey. In the studio with me, I've got two friends, Graham Apgar and Jim Hartford. We're going to be talking about a bunch of things relative to uh, Patriots Week, and I'm going to going to do a lead-in about Patriots Week. It happens every year here in Trent, New Jersey. It's the week between Christmas and New Year's, and it's a celebration to talk about all the things that have happened in Trent, New Jersey historically around the Revolutionary War period and George Washington being here and the battles of Trenton. So you can. Go Go to the website or you can just do an internet search for Patriots Week Trent, New Jersey and find out about all the week-long programs that are taking place. Now, to my guests. So I've got Graham Apgar again and Jim Hartford, uh, Hartford, um, my apologies, who um, I've known for many years. They're fixtures here in the art community in this region and they've been doing some amazing things and we're going to start with Graham. Graham, just a brief introduction to who you are and thank you for finally making your way to the Trenton 365 show. Um, thank you for having me. <laughs> and Graham, why don't you give a little background about who you are, uh, what brought you to Trenton, and some of the projects that you're working on, or have worked on. Well, I'm just a normal guy um, uh, who happened to get caught up in in some, some creative activities in the city. Um, I got involved with a group called Sage Coalition doing public artwork. I sort of fell in as the gardener, um, just doing public uh, like spaces, gardens, parks, that kind of thing. I did a project called the Gandhi Garden, which was pretty well known. Um, other than that, I just sort of get in where I fit in, in the art scene. I'm into a little bit of everything, digital, music, uh, sculpture, building, and, uh, I'm just sort of a floater, you know. <laughs> I came to Trenton and I, I sort of lost myself and everything that came before that. And I found myself in the arts here. And then I just keep losing myself again and finding myself. So, beautiful thing. Yeah, and, and I'd like to, you know, elaborate a bit on, on what you said. You know, you, you made it a point to say that you're, you're kind of doing a bunch of different things and what you said is is like what Triton is it's very infectious so people have a tendency to come in and hear what's happening and then meet some people and then before you know it they're consumed by all the things that are here the history the the architecture the people and then it's an environment that helps artists to to grow and experience things and, and I've been fortunate enough to see your efforts through horticulture and especially the Gandhi Garden and then also with Sage Coalition and the other projects that you guys are doing and it's just worked out to be fantastic. So um, in addition to doing horticulture work, you touched a little bit on music also. Why don't you just uh, throw a little bit out there about some of the musical things that you have been involved with? Well, I ran into a guy who goes by the name of Black Collar Biz um, a few years ago, and he's a local MC rapper. And I, at the time, was doing digital music, just kind of messing around. And so we didn't really know how to work with each other at first, but over the years we sort of figured it out and started playing together. And, and eventually we had this band where he was the front man MC, and, but but unlike traditional hip-hop acts, uh, it was a live band. So we had the whole band, I played guitar, and I think we called it, yeah, Old Soul was the name of the band. And we had a, a little stint, had a good run. Mm -hmm. We went, um, went to Philly, went up, up the coast a little bit, and, and just all around Trenton. And that was a, a great time. 
<laughs> awesome, awesome. And now over to uh, Jim Horford, who is um, based out of Princeton, New Jersey, but you've been a fixture here in Trenton for many years as well, doing a bunch of different things in the art scene, supporting the art scene, etc. Why don't you give a little introduction to who you are? Well, I wouldn't say a fixture. Um, I'm, I'm an interloper. I see myself more as an observer and a cheerleader. And I, my introduction to Trenton was um, the Trenton Atelier. And I came across it and said, this is really interesting. And the work that's being done there and the type of people that that place was attracting um, fascinated me. And um, was I a member? I, I'm not sure. I, I did try to commission a piece of artwork um, for some people to make and I found, quickly found out that that's not the way it's done. They'll take your money, but you have to make the damn piece and you, if you need help, someone is going to help you. And that really was a fascinating learning experience. And um, that's where I think a lot of, that's where I met Graham and um, Pete Abrams and uh, the members of SAGE and um, I tried to, you know, I was involved with that that big event, the fundraising, as they were thrown out of out of the building before it became um, uh, something more risky than it was. Mm -hmm. um, I'll put it that way. But it was a really great place, and I've been observing these groups of artists ever since through 219 and the Hive, and you know, I'm considered an outsider. Um, but I really think the work that they do is, is quite amazing. As an artist myself, I mean, I, I have a long history and uh, I, 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 you know, grew up in Princeton, but I, I went to NYU, the film school, and I spent 30 years in Manhattan doing industrial multimedia um, productions. And then I jumped out in 2001 and went to New Mexico for 10 years and um, was involved with the arts there and I was, I just, you know, I wanted a sense of purpose. Um, and and um, I got involved with the building communities out there and um, but then I came back to Princeton to help with my family and um, with my father who was, who was sick and now I'm still in Princeton. Um, and I've been, you know, thinking, you know, I think I've made a great investment in Trenton, but it's more intellectual than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, so um, that's my relationship to Trenton, other than I also, in Princeton, I'm a member of the uh, Unitarian Universalist. I took an interest in religion um, when I came back. My parents were, were um, very Catholic. Um, and were involved with print the Stewart Country Day School mm -hmm. um, and the founding of, of that. Um, anyway, um, I came back with a different um, view after New Mexico. Um, and then I got involved with the Trenton Meeting House, um, where Graham uh, had gravitated to. And um, and the idea for um, you know what I was to do next, um, or why why we're here, um, came through through that that meeting house and, and becoming a friend. Mm -hmm. And um, when, what what we're what I'm promoting is is the Trenton Voice to Ear Festival. Mm -hmm. and, and we're and we're going to get into some details about that. I think it's it's important for people to understand, you know, who the guests are. And to understand that the, the people who come through and who are doing things in this region more than likely have a passion for what's happening here. And uh, that's what I want to put out to both of you. Um, what is it about this region that uh, either got into your bloodstream or got under your skin that, that makes you want to gravitate to Trenton? And uh, in your own words, how would you explain that? Well, for me, when I left Princeton and I wound up in New York in 1973, um, and, and this is really what resonates now, you know, I tell people um, where I went to was Pompeii, and people don't understand, and that's the East Village, 
um, I describe it as Pompeii when I got there. One of the first things that I did, and I stumbled upon it, was the um, the uh, the St. Mark's in the Bowery Poetry Festival, which was on January 1st. The first one I found out was in 1974, so I was at its first one and its second one. And um, that's actually what echoed here. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I don't see Trenton as Pompeii. I do think it's, it's hard on its luck. And I do think it's in, in, a, um, in a place where it, it, it needs to be lifted, just like the East Village was. And if you go there, people, when I say Pompeii, and um, they don't know what I'm talking about, they say, no, this is a country club now. And, mm -hmm. It's much different, um, but I've seen I've seen a neighborhood grow, and um, and when I stumbled into the St. Mark's Church in the Bowery on January first, you know my vivid memory was Yoko Ono ringing a bell and saying, "Remember this," mm -hmm. and that echoed, um, and that's what I came up with when I was doing some of the silent. Um, vigils with the Quakers, mm -hmm. um, and I saw the space, and it reminded me so much of, of, of uh, the church on on Stuyvesant Street. So, and the neighborhood reminds me, and 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 what's more is, when I got to New York, I didn't need a car, and I did mm -hmm. not know that I was going to the most um, energetic, fun and easy places to live. I mean, it, to me, it was really simple. And um, to, to rise up, and, and I came at a time where it, it was, most people perceived it as falling apart. Mm -hmm. But I also came when NYU um, consolidated to Greenwich Village, and, um, but I see the parallels, so that is one of the reasons why I'm here and I see I do see that there's a there is a difference and there's a difference in the architecture there's a difference in the way the traffic works and, but the energy is here and I do see the incredible amount of artists and for that that poetry festival there it's still going on it's in its 43rd year mm -hmm. and um, there are hundreds of people who show up. It's a, it used to be a 24-hour, started at midnight and ended the midnight of January 1st. Um, and it, you know, most people want to go and party in New York. These people just wanted to read poetry, and they just one after the other showed up and, and did this, and and it was a beautiful thing. Um, so that's actually what I'm trying to create with the with the meeting house. Mm -hmm. And we'll work on that because that that's something that I think is is a uh a hot topic for right now for poetry, spoken word, alternatives to performing artists. And Trenton's got a bunch of venues already that are supporting this. So this is another one that I think can go into that network of things and maybe even be a culmination a yearly event. Um, Graham, go, same question to you, but uh, I'd like to switch a little bit. I mean, you, you spoke about like coming to Trenton, et cetera, and, and you consider yourself like an artist, performing artist, visual artist, et cetera, but someone who floats around and uh, does gets in where you fit in, as you like to put it. <laughs> if you, like, like, how would you explain what Trenton has become for you over the last few years that you've been here? Um, what it's become is like a meaningful place to live life um, because the things that I do here I feel so connected to uh, it just feels right it feels like I'm myself you know and I'm involved in these projects and these, these creative endeavors is really like reflective of just things going on inside of me and like personal growth and learning um, you know intertwined with the actual thing that's created mm -hmm. if that kind of makes sense and, and also on a, on a broader picture just the whole world um, I see the world reflected in Trenton you know there's a lot of 
there's a little bit of everything here, just like there's a, a lot of everything out there. Um, and the issues that are everywhere in the world, I think you'll find quite a bit of them in Trenton. And the way we tackle those issues in Trenton is going to be reflected in the way that the rest of the world um, handles them. And just the way we bring like our creativity and our energy towards shaping this city into something I hope that all over the world people do the same. So it just means it just means something to me. That's all I can really. Well, I, I think that's probably a perfect time too for us to break. But that's actually spot on, and I think that that's something that's uh, we'll elaborate on as things move forward. Talking about the power that's in the people who are here and who are global travelers and um, why they're here in Trenton and that energy, et cetera. Um, Folks, you're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. We'll be back after a very short break. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. If you'd like to send an email, it's trenton365show at gmail.com. The website, trenton365.com. And then uh, you can follow us on Twitter as well, at Trenton365. In the studio with me is Graham Apgar and Jim Harford. And we're talking about a little bit about who they were and what's brought them to Trenton. Both of them have an appreciation for art in various forms. And uh, we're going to be talking specifically about the second Trenton Voice to Ear program, which is happening on January 2nd, 2017. 2017. And before we do that, Graham, I'd like for you to share your contact information, and then Jim, you do the same. And then let's just jump right into talking about Voice to Ear. So, what sort of contact? How can people find Graham Apgar and all the things he's doing, or well, the organization that you're a part of? I'm on Facebook. Um, Really, I don't put a whole lot out there. You gotta come find me. Um, <laughs> pretty active in like the old Trenton neighborhood area. The Orchid House in East Hanover is a project that is a cafe that we're putting together right now. I'm there an awful lot, I'm trying to help out with that. And uh, at the Quakers, that's actually right next door. So somewhere in that zone, no, I'm there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, let's talk about the old Trenton neighborhood a little bit. Sure. And then we're going to get into uh, talking about Trenton voice to ear. But the old Trenton neighborhood is on Hanover Street. I mean, it's anchored by on Broad Street, Mercer County Community College's Kearney campus. And then on the other end is where Gallery 219 was, Sage Coalition. Um, but in addition to that, um, it was called Crisis Ministry. Now it's called Arm and Arm. They're located on that block as well. The Quaker Meeting House is there. It's a, a few blocks away from City Hall, a half a dozen blocks or so away from, from the State House. And there's been talk about this evolving into an arts district of some capacity. Can you just share a bit about um, the Old Trenton neighborhood? Well, like you said, it's got a lot going on in a, a compact space. Um, actually, over the last five, six years, I've been there most of the time, just going to different art studios, starting out with the Trenton Atelier, which was um, over off of Perry Street, moving to Studios 219 with Sage Coalition on East Hanover, Gandhi Garden, several other gardens in the area, finding the Quakers right on the corner there, uh, meeting Elijah, who's working at Isles, also right there, and then he bought this house, the Orchid House, also right there and so it's just starting to feel like home now and just <laughs> seem to be called to this particular spot mm -hmm. and and over the years it's just sort of filled up with all these murals and other cool things that have just been put up over over time and so now it's like um, it's like my backyard I would say although it's still got issues and I don't walk around too freely but I, I do feel like I, I belong there. Mm -hmm. Special place. That's awesome. As for the arts district, um, it's already happening. I don't know where the plan is exactly. I sort of fell off on that. Uh, I think the artists, they just need to do what they do, what we do, and the support. You know, it's, it's sort of up to the people who want to support to come and support. Like, 
I'm tired of going to meetings, <laughs> honestly. It's, it's taking time away from the, the actual work. But um, I think it definitely could become like a hot spot for arts if, if people step in and say, okay, uh, these are people opening a cafe. These people are opening an art studio. What can we do to support them? Let's go talk to them. Let's let's reach out. And um, you know, if it's grant money, that's very helpful. Although it's not really exactly sustainable in my opinion, but it's a start. If you can kickstart things, get interest, it could really blossom. I think. Hmm. I'm glad you said that. We'll probably have to drill down on that and come back at a later time and talk about the whole nonprofit world and how that works in Trenton and how it's uh, either sustaining or not sustaining how we uh, develop and economically grow the city. Um, Jim, I'd like for you to share your contact information and then right after that, I'd like for you to lead right into the whole idea of voice to ear, how you came up with it and what it is, some background about it. Um, I, I have many, many identities and email <laughs> addresses, phone numbers. Um, uh, you know, Jim Harford on Twitter, Twitter and Jim Harford on Facebook. Um, but I've also got a, you know, a, um, a selection of, uh, of identities that I do a Facebook improv with, and I won't go into that <laughs> one. But when you go to the Voice to Ear Festival on Facebook page, and all you have to do is look up Voice to Ear um, in Facebook, and it's a public event, so it, it should be on Google. And you can do it voice colon ear or voice to ear. Um, and the email address is voice2ear at gmail. Um, and if you send me a message there, I will, and you want to do something with this festival, um, that's the best way. Um, there's a phone number, 609-415-0450. Uh, um, that's a Skype number. And this was designed for someone else to take this festival over it. I'm trying to grow it. Um, we did it one, one. We did it last year, um, and like like I said before, it's something that just came to me in one of the um, Quaker vigils uh, for peace, mm -hmm. and it just it it, it beckoned back to um, listening to Yoko Ono at the St. Mark's Church in the in the Bowery, and and I just thought it was an applicable thing. That was a poetry festival. Um, this is not a poetry festival. This is a voice to fest voice festival. You can sing. I learned today um, with the um, the shape note singers. They were part of the Patriot Weeks festivities. Um, but the shape note singers were were there today for um, four hours, and I found out that um, Quakers up until 1930. Um, did not allow music into their their um, practice, um, and they've somehow worked it around that. And you do not in the Quaker meeting. That's no one sings, but they do voice um, what is on the inside. But the practitioners of music are going to be there on on, on Thursday, and that's a 17th century music piece. Um, and um, this Voice to Ear Festival, um, like I said, was based on the free-flowing um, New Year's Eve Festival for Poetry in New York, um, where people just come, and I'm just asking people to come. There's four categories um, for the four hours that we're going to be open, which is we'll open the doors at 11.30, but we'll start at noon with a children's hour, and some of the shape note singers are going to bring, uh, well, they've threatened to bring, I don't, <laughs> they're, they're children who evidently all like to sing. Um, and I'm just hoping that people, it, it will be family friendly. Um, I hope that it'll be family friendly all the way through, but um, last year, you know, there, there were some um, provocative things that were, were said, and, um, and adult um, music or, or rap was, you know, was performed, and I, I'm perfectly willing to let anybody who wants to say anything um, come. But anyway, the first hour is children's, the children's hour. You can have your child perform. You could perform for children. 
um, but it's it's it is the children's hour, and the, the transition hour would start at one, and it's the theme for that is uh, love songs. Now a song it can be a poetry, it can be a hymn, it can be a gospel, it can be, and it, it doesn't you know it can be a voice piece. It's, um, you could you could do bird songs if you wanted to, and and a minister said he was going to do crickets. Um, the sound of crickets, and he had all reason why he wanted to do crickets. And it, um, so I don't know if he's going to show up. I hope he does. Um, so, but and I think someone from the the uh, the soup kitchen um, is going to be singing an Etta James song. Mm. Um, um, I can't remember the title at the moment, but anyway, the, the, the soul song. Um, the, the point I. Well, okay, so that so that's the the second hour, which would be a transition from the from the children's hour, is is love songs, and the third hour I'm I'm now changing to just something that are teachings, and it can be rap, it can be anything, it can be another. You can sing a hymn, a gospel tune, in this this third hour. Um, it's called drama and history on the flyer. If you or if you go to the website Trenton. Quakers.org, um, you'll have you'll see the description of the four categories, and so so three o'clock is is more of a if you have a lesson that you've worked out, um, I'm inviting I'm just throwing that out to people. It's it's a framework, and the fourth hour is a free for all, and that means anything goes, and it can be uh, rap. Now the key is there are no there is no instrumentation. Um, do not bring a guitar. Do not bring uh, you know um, uh, drums or anything. Anything. No it's musical just, instruments. It's just the voice, and and I'm trying to elevate with this festival um, people who want to express themselves using their vocal cords, and I consider I consider the whole event an expression of, of devotional sound. Um, people who are who are who are working on the craft of spiritual and devotional sound. Now that may be off-putting to some people. You know, one of the the artists who came last year. I don't know where. I hope he comes back. Um, uh, Levi six oh nine. He did an amazing rap to me. And and this goes with many of the artists that I see. I see devotional work. When I see these these graffiti works, the, the the paintings that are put up at artworks, the art all night, to me everything there is devotional, and that's the theme. This is not a Quaker event; it's a non-denominational event. Um, you can bring your denomination to this place; um, it is open. And you are invited to do whatever you feel um, most dedicated to. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the general. And and what are you trying to accomplish by this? I mean, I, of course, I mean, there's an appreciation that you have for the for the artistic expression of vo of voice in some capacity. But what are you expecting to have? Because again, Trenton's got a lot of creative things happening, a lot of different expressions of art, whether it's um. Uh, mural arts, graffiti arts, fine arts, um, music, etc. What are you expecting or your intentions with this event? I keep hearing this word diversity and I I am trying to open a door to a diverse celebration and everyone's got their own ideas you know and I I'm involved with several I, I'm, a, I'm personally a seeker of of the spiritual path, and on the on the spiritual path, and uh, people say that I'm someone who likes to look more than I like to find, um, and that's an old joke for a Unitarian. <laughs> um, but I, I don't mind that, and I stumble my way through, and I I I do seek the spiritual space and the spiritual moment, and when I go to to the Trenton Social, and I listen to people sing, or uh, or when I go to artworks, that's that's what I'm looking for is that that connection to the spirit, and so I'm trying to open the door um, 
provide a place that is diverse in every way, age, gender, um, you know, the love song period, you know, the, the, that's, uh, that's gender, that's the gender world, um, and um, any kind of religion, any kind of race. Um, I'm an outsider, so I now this second one, I realize how short I am in, in getting to know the, the, the truly diverse international city this is. Mm -hmm. I heard one person say, this will never be an international city, and I go, it already is. It's it really is. Yeah. That's what you know, and it, it and it's going to grow that way, um, and so that and I'm just sending out an invitation, and I'm also trying to open the door to the spiritual. I think if we are going to make a better way, um, I, you keep hearing that phrase. There's a whole organization dedicated to that phrase. Um, I think it, the teachers of that better way are associated with some sort of, of, of religious, ancient religious teaching, mm -hmm. or you know, new religious teaching. You know, I, I, the Quakers to me were were a Puritan and Protestant religion, um, and I see that's just a constant part of a revolution that's always going, and I. Did sit in a lecture with a with a Hindu, and he and someone asked him, "Well, what is a Hindu?" And he goes, "No, this was a historian." He said, "You would have to ask what what town and what point in history, and then I can give you an idea of what a Hindu is." And then you realize it's pointless to ask mm -hmm. a question like that because, and when you when you actually go to these. Um, places of worship in different neighborhoods, that, na that particular space, that building is always a very unique group of people. It may or may not achieve that diversity, um, that, th that we all say we, we want that diversity, um, but it, may, it comes from the neighborhood. And that defines what these people uh, are being taught as to um, what is the better way. Yeah, so, so there's a few things that, that you've mentioned that go hand in hand with what Graham had said, and which is what I made some notations about. And you talk about diversity um, and what diversity is. And um, I think about this whole world as a, as a body, a semblance of a body. And you can have your body and you can have your, all your faculties, but if your arms don't function in a way that's helpful, then they're useless. And if your legs don't function the way that they're supposed to, you've got to find alternative ways to move around. And I think having that approach to think about our communities and do we have everything that each community needs to strive and to be a body? And when we do have that, are we also supporting it the way we support our bodies, providing of the right nutrition, the right shelter, the support, the love, etc.? So I look at our city and our communities as being organic. And, and, and you didn't technically say that, but when I think about the diversity that's here and what the diversity is throughout the world, it's important for us to start thinking about things, in, in my opinion, in that realm because we are not all going to eat the same thing. We are not all going to want the same entertainment. But if we all have opportunities to experience those things that we naturally like or we enjoy doing or we want to experiment with, there's more of a chance that we're going to be happier people. And if we're happier and more joy-filled, there's a really good chance that there's going to be more happiness and more joy in neighborhoods similar to the transition that's taken place in the East Village over the 40 plus years that you mentioned that you were there and the same thing that is, hap, has happened and hopefully happens in Trenton especially over in, in the Hanover section. I think when we come together as human beings and we openly share our feelings and our emotions in a safe way in an environment where regardless of how I look or what my sexual preference is or any of those things, if I say this, you accept it for what it is, and that's it. And treat me fairly, and I'm going to do the same to you. And if we do that, then I think that we'll be on a fast track 
to improving the community for everyone. And um, that's one of the things that I'm hoping that we can build upon. So the Voice to Ear event, January 2nd from 12 to 4 p.m. at the, the Quaker Meeting House, all Friends Meeting House technically, on Hanover Street. What's the capacity? How many people can you comfortably fit? Is it going to be people come stay for four hours? People are in and out? Should they make reservations? Some of those logistics issues. Well, I've, I've put um, reservations recommended. Uh, you know, I, the number, I, the safe number is probably 200. Um, I think you could get more. Um, and... The, the building is itself as a circle, um, and it will function like um, the poetry festival. As people just come in, you know, if you just, I'm, I'm hoping if we have enough people to register, 20, 30 people who, who want to be on the program in advance, um, I can say, okay, this person's going to go on at 2 o'clock, this person's going to be on 3 o'clock, and I can introduce them and I'll know who they are. Um, I tried to do that last year, and I got I got a framework, and I could say, okay, I can I can let people go, and I can improvise up until this point, and and I could create breaks. Um, but if if it's twenty people that are going to speak, I, I want them to be able to to focus on a four minute piece. I've discovered that it doesn't matter what you do, it, it, if you're going to do something and really get up and stand up and create something, if you keep it under four minutes, kind of like the old hit song, um, you're going to do something much better. Um, and um, now people want to, you know, there's one theater group who wants, who did something that was about 20 minutes last year and, and another theater person went on for a half an hour improvising. Um, and, and that would be fine if there's nobody there. Um, and we'll know when 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 people show up. Um, I've I've made a greater effort this time to advertise, but most of my advertising has been voice to ear, where I see somebody and and I hand them the invitation, and it's a voice to ear invitation. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know who's going to show up. And so far, you know, I get the you know, there's going to be somebody in the audience, and there are going to be some people who are really interesting, who are capable of performing for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and if not, it's just going to me and be me and Graham, and we're going to improvise. Graham finished the last one. I mean, you should ask Graham what he thought of of the performance and why is he doing this again? I mean, why? Why did he get seduced? And, 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 and that's actually a perfect segue, because that's, that's where I was going to get. I was going to um, lead in with uh, Graham to actually describe the location, and then for you to talk a bit about your experience there last year. Um, the location, the, the Triton Friends Quaker Meeting House, it's, it's just like a really old, nice building in uh, the old Triton neighborhood. Looks kind of out of place. Uh, just like this old slate roof. I don't know. How am I describing it? The important part is, it's like a powerful spiritual energy there. I'll make it sound enticing. You know, um, we're, we're, we're going to take a, a short break, but it's interesting that you talk about that because I wrote metaphysical about that place in that region being like that. Because, I mean, when you look at it from a, a distance, and, and you know, I, I lived in Trenton for a long time, and I was born here, you know, you've got the Daylight Twilight School, you've got, you know, the Friends Meeting House, Isles is around the corner, like I said, City Hall, all the art and energy from Sage Coalition 219, the Gandhi Garden, and then the Higher Learning Center with the uh, Mercer County Community College, then the Trenton Free Public Library is right on Academy Street around there, and a lot of the buildings still have the architecture, but it's been upgraded a bit when there was a surge in the economy in, I guess, the late... 80s, 90s, etc. So some of the buildings look amazing, but they still have their historical component to it. So there's this like 
energy that's flowing through there. And it's going to be interesting to see how things all sort of come together. And uh, again, we're up on a short break. So after the break, I'll be talking with Graham Apgar and Jim Harford about the Trenton's second Music to Ear event, which will be taking place, or Voice to Ear event, that will be taking place on January 2nd. We'll be back after a short break. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You can follow us on Twitter at Trenton365, Facebook page, Trenton365 Show, and the website, Trenton365.com. In the studio with me is Graham Apgar and Jim Harford, who are talking about the second Trenton Voice to Ear Festival, which is taking place on January 2nd, 2017, from 12 to 4 p.m. at the Trenton Quaker Friends Meeting House on Hanover Street, and I'm sure I butchered that a bit, but it's a simple location. It's just off of Broad Street, which is also 206. It's in the Old Trenton neighborhood, which is a neighborhood that has lots of things happening. Sage Coalition has the Gandhi Garden there. Um, Crisis Ministry, formerly known as Crisis Ministry, which is now Arm in Arm, is located in that area, as well as the Trenton City Hall, the Trenton Free Public Library, the Isles Organization, as well as the Orchid House, um, which is owned by Elijah Dixon, which is another the up-and-coming uh, communal artistic uh, and revitalization space. So before the breaks, we've been talking about lots of different things with the program that's happening on January 2nd, Voice to Ear, what it looks like, what it do- doesn't look like. And I must correct myself because I put it out originally as it's a spoken word event, but it's, it's more than just a spoken word, and I don't want to say just, but it's an opportunity for people to express themselves through their own personal diversity, but without musical instruments. This is all just about expressing yourself and sharing through your voice, correct? Well, I did, don't even go there with the spoken word. Um, <laughs> all right. It's just, it's, a, it's whatever you can use your voice with. And there will not be, in the, the Quaker Meeting House is, has been operating this way for more than 200 years, two, uh, however, before the revolution, it's uh, above 250. I, I should know the number, but I don't. Um, anyway, it's been there since really the 1600s. I mean, I, I think in this in this location, it's been a meeting house for 300 years. Now, the Quakers, I think, were the ones who built the Hope Wells, the Hope Mills, and they always found the, these places that are on streams and they provided a communal place to come and, and use um, the, the house um, collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and, a, and, a, and a friend is someone who walks in the door and, and at a particular time to meet with those who walk in the door. Um, and there is no there is no hierarchy when you walk in the door, um, and and the space itself is there to teach you how to get along. And this particular space um, is designed to um, receive a voice without a microphone. And I listened today to the shape note note singers singing in circle with with um, a very primitive notation from the 1800s that was astounding and and people were drifting in uh, you know following the the calendar of the Patriots week and experiencing this old sound in this place Um, this is a version of the very same thing you can use your voice any which way you want whether or not you read someone else's work whether or not you sing someone else's work whether or not you write your own work. Um, Now, Graham finished the last one with an amazing story um, that came from his his way of um, uh, of farming, I'll put it that way. And, you know, I, you know, all I can ask, you know, Graham, what, you know, what did you think of that day? Was it, is that, you know, why are you doing this again? Um, And do you have something prepared yet? Um, it, it was like a very freeing experience, very open-minded. That was one of the first times I ever recited a poem, like, in public. 
but I don't know, it's something about getting up in there. Uh, it just takes you, you know, it, like, it elevates you. You hear the echo of your voice, and you're surrounded by, you know, these people who just sort of humbly came in to hear whatever, you know, there's no limit, you can just sort of say what what you want, so how you want to say it, and I found myself sort of playing with like, uh, talking loud and soft, and it's, it is a beautiful sounding space, it's like, it's like a microphone. You know, you mentioned, and I've known you for a few years, and, and you've never shared like thoughts about spirituality. I know that there's a spirituality to you. I mean, I believe everyone has it. Some people are more vocal about it, but I've never heard you or I haven't heard you express it. And during this, this interview, you've expressed it on a few occasions, you know, the emotions behind it, the spirituality, etc. And why do you think that that is so interconnected with this event? and with the meeting house? Well, the way the Quakers worship is in silence, uh, unless you happen to think of something which uh, you feel you're moved to say to everyone else. So uh, there's this already this sort of energy there of uh, whatever is said there is inspired. and. Really, the space has just been used like that for just hundreds of years, and you can just feel it. And it's sort of when you stand up and you speak there, you're you're taking on the role of so many before you, and and, and just carrying them on that weave. And that is a, a spiritual experience. And I find that this voice to ear is very related to the normal silent worship that Quakers do every Sunday. Hmm. I have not worshipped um, as a Quaker. I've visited, you know, Quaker events and, and, and meeting houses before, but never to worship. And I think that's something that I'm going to put on my agenda, especially since we have one that's several hundred years old here in Trenton. And it's an inclusive and obviously a, a diverse place where people are welcome um, from all different you know, backgrounds and faiths and, and traditions, etc. So for the person who comes to Triton's second Voice to Ear Festival, what are they going to, or what should they expect? Well, they can come and say, okay, this is like an open mic at their local pub, um, uh, you know, if they want. And um, they can also prepare what they've been working on on YouTube for the past two months and, and just wait in line to perform that piece and leave, um, like a lot of people do at open mics. Um, but, you know, I think if you go with an open mind and you wade through um, whoever is on and just know that somebody, there's going to be something that's going to um, catch you. Um, and if you look at the, you know, if you go to the um, TrentonQuakers.org, you know, you'll see the layout and you'll see the, the four categories. You'll know what time... Um, is best for you um, or you call me up from that number and and I will coach you into <laughs> the place that you belong um, and um, you know what to expect you know a, a, a bunch of people um, who followed the the crumbs that I laid out around Trenton <laughs> and and wandered in I mean last year there was a little family who wandered in and you know we had rap artists and rap stars and and um, there and there was a young man who with his family and children uh, who sat at the end and I challenged and I asked him I said would you like to do something would you like to do something and he said I would like to rap and I said you're next mm -hmm. 
So it could be that, you know, and I will put, you know, if you're, if you're just drifting in, you know, I'm hoping that a teenage, a lot of teenagers will show up um, and, uh, you know, who will even stay for that second hour and maybe stay for the whole thing. Um, but, you know, there'll be material if you don't have something prepared, I'll have, you know, I'll have things from, you know, Facebook that you can, I'll print out stuff, you know, and I'll go to the library and get books for you to read from if you don't bring your own. Um, you know, I will challenge people in the audience to, to get up if there's not enough people scheduled. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what's... So th this is almost like you're merging the spirituality of the meeting house with the current state of Trenton and currently what's happening and opening up this space and saying, come in, share your voice, hear what other voices are saying, and let's use that as an opportunity to bring us together. Yeah, and you, you use the word diversity, and I, and I started to think about it, and my feeling about diversity, it's multidimensional. You know, it, it, isn't, it isn't race, it isn't gender, it, it's actually age, it's, it's consciousness, it's what it is that you have stirring you know, and each person, and that, that's actually, you know, the Quakers call themselves the inner light religion people, and, and everyone has an inner light, and this is the place to bring out um, whatever light is there, and, um, you know, and if families come, come, you know, we're trying to provide a place for everyone to elevate everyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I'm hoping. And, you know, um, and it's something later on I'd like to drill down and bring you back and have you talk about that later in the year. Because I, I think that there's something stirring with this whole concept that it's cool that it's an annual event, but I think that as more people understand some of the, the, the back room activity of it, that this is more than just coming and uh, an opportunity to quote-unquote perform but an opportunity to come and be nourished just by the other voices of other people and like you you made in point like you can do something original you can read a poem you could just share what you're thinking about and that in itself um, brings together this whole idea of humanizing all of us and recognizing that we're all pretty much the same. We all want the same stuff. We want shelter, we need water, we need air, we need oxygen, all those things. And the more we can start understanding and realizing that, now all this other stuff, skin color, where we went to school, um, how many parents we have or don't have, and siblings, all that stuff, it kind of doesn't even matter because we're all trying to figure this, this thing of life out together. We've got about 30 seconds left. What would you guys like to say quickly before we finish up? You can also come just to listen. Fantastic. Graham? Um, just looking forward to see what, what comes out. Awesome. Graham Apgar, Jim Harford. Trenton's second Voice to Ear taking place at Friends Meeting House. You can go to trentonquakers.org for more information. I'm Jacques Howard. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Good night. Thank you, Jacques. All right.